This is Sports Talk with Jack Wilson on News Talk 770, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. I have a sad night on Sports Talk with Jock because for the final time this season, the 2016-2017 NHL season, we do check in with our NHL insider. Of course, Craig has been with us all season long. The NHL regular season and playoff season is now in the books. The Pittsburgh Penguins winning back-to-back championships. It was a great season. It's been a great season here with uh, Sports Talk with Jock with Craig Button. First of all, Craig, um, how you doing? Uh, how you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing great, Josh. How are you? I am excellent, thank you very much. Hey, first of all, right out of the shoot, let's talk about this trade because uh, we we sort of had heard rumblings that Jonathan Drouin was in play from the Tampa Bay Lightnings. Well, today he was in play. He was traded to the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, first of all, tell me your thoughts on the trade because on the surface it looks like a pretty good hockey trade. Well, I, I think on the surface, and if you want to dig deeper than the surface and get underneath it, it's a good trade. I, I think it addresses both teams, you know, areas of need. The Montreal Canadiens need offense. Uh, you know, they can have all the structure and the good goaltending from Terry Price and everything that goes with it. But if you can't score and you can't even threaten to score on a consistent basis, you're going to have a tough time winning. So, you know, on that basis, Jonathan Drouin, to me, is, is a nice addition. You add in the fact that uh, he's a French Canadian. Well, I mean, that, that's a nice thing. He's also an exciting player. He's somebody that can bring people out of their seats. I said this earlier today that I think that Jonathan Drouin might come into the Montreal Canadiens and in their uniform as the most exciting player since Stefan Riche. Well, that's a long time ago when you start mentioning the name Stefan Riche. But Drouin has that ability uh, to excite people. And, and even when he steps out on the ice, people can anticipate some excitement. So I think on a lot of fronts, this is just a, a, a great move for Mark Bergeron addressing his needs. And, and then you start to add uh, other areas that, that, that put checks uh, in, in the boxes. And, and I think that there's no question that this is a nice trade for the Montreal Canadiens. Mm-hmm. But it comes at a price. I mean, Mikhail Sergachev, in my view, is a top pair defenseman. He can do it all. There's nothing he can't do in the game. He can play every situation. He can skate. He can shoot. He can pass the puck. He can play the big minutes. He can defend. And, you know, when you're when you're Steve Eisenman and you're considering what it costs to acquire a defenseman like this, it's Drouin. And when you're considering where Mark Bergman is coming from and you're looking at what the cost is to acquire somebody like Jonathan Drouin not scoring, it's Mikhail Sergachev. So back to your premise, this is a really good hockey trade. And, and I think that it, it allows... The Montreal Canadiens also to, you know, however you want to demonstrate it, but you show Carey Price. That's the elephant in the room, pending unrestricted free agent next mm-hmm. summer. You know, he says, oh, Jesus, this is a pretty good player. We're young. You know, we're not mortgaging the future per se. And it also opens up opportunities, not only for Montreal Canadiens with other players to potentially trade, but also for the Tampa Bay Lightning, because it also clears up uh, some salary cap space. Uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And if you just saw, I mean, you can just see that Jonathan Drew had just signed a $5.5 million contract for six years. Well, right. that, that squeezes the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, uh, you know, all that being said, I think that this is something that works out really nicely for both teams. But this is the price of business. You want to acquire a good young defenseman, it's going to cost you. You want to acquire a good young forward, it's going to cost you. And both teams were prepared to pay the price to to address an area on their team. Uh, interesting you mentioned the contract. Uh, you know, six years, uh, the AVV, as you say, uh, uh, $5.5 million. Uh, Good value for Jonathan Drouin. Were you a little surprised with the numbers? Uh, take us through it. 
No, I'm not surprised. I mean, when you start looking at his comparable group and, you know, where he's at in, in, in his, I mean, he's going to be, he's 22 years of age. He's going to be 23, uh, you, you know, next uh, year at the end of the year. So this takes him to 28 years of age. And, you know, I think one of the things we're seeing in the NHL, Doc, is that you start signing guys six, seven, and eight-year contracts and they're 27 or 28, it's problematic uh, because the drop-off in their play, you, you start to lose value uh, on the contract. So I think that tying up these players at a younger age uh, is really good. I think that Drew uh, fits into a comparable group really nicely. Uh, you look at Philip Forsberg last year. Uh, you, you, you can, I, I think you can be satisfied when you look across the board that, that he falls into a nice area. I mean, Nathan McKinnon, uh, is at six point three million dollars average, and in my view, Jonathan Drouin is a better player. Mm, no, good point. Uh, I, I want to segue into a Flames player that's uh, that's a restricted free agent uh, coming out of his entry level contract, Sam Bennett. Uh, obviously, uh, you're talking about a 20 year old compared to a 22 year old in, in Jonathan Drouin, so, so not a comparable. But but where do you think the Flames have to slot in uh, Sam Bennett with the, with the, his new contract? I'll be straightforward with you. I mean, if he wants to sign a nice, team-friendly, long-term deal, I'll sign him with that. But if not, he can sign a one- or a two-year deal. End of story. He hasn't shown me enough to, to commit uh, anything significant long-term. I'm sure he wants it, but I, I, he, he, he's the bridge guy. There's, no, there's just no way I'm doing anything but bridging him. Yeah, f- fair enough. Uh, so we see a hockey trade today. We know that the Vegas expansion draft is right around the corner. We're going to see an NHL trade freeze uh, taking place this weekend. It, is, is this going to, you know, set the dominoes in, in play? Uh, is this the start of maybe three, four, five, six transactions? Uh, uh, what do you think is going to happen in the next uh, 24, 48 hours? Well, I think you, you nailed it, Josh. I, I think this is just the, the tip of the iceberg. Uh, listen, t- teams are looking to, you know, maneuver their, their, their position that's most favorable to their team and come, come uh, exposing their lists and, and protecting players. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, you want to do that. And, and you, you, you want to do that and, and maximize your spot as best as possible. You don't want to lose any player for nothing. So, you know, the discussions that are going on, you know, with, with managers and, you know, I mean, their circuits have off the market. But, you know, you look at Brodeen, you look at uh, the Anaheim situation, uh, you know, defensemen. Uh, you, you know, what, what are Chuck Fletcher, uh, what's Chuck Fletcher dealing with in terms of uh, calls? What's Bob Murray dealing with in terms of calls? So, I, I mean, this is what's happening. Teams uh, are trying to, I mean, really, I've I, I joked about this, but it's true. You know, from the minute they announced the Las Vegas, the Vegas uh, Golden Knights coming into the league, and they announced the expansion rules, and everybody thought how great it was. Every single team has been working to make sure that they expose the least amount of talent to the Vegas Golden Knights as possible. That's Every team is operating in their own best interest. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the quality of player being made available to George McSee these days is lessening. It's lessening <laughs> by the day. And it will lessen over the next 48 hours as well. Uh, the Flames are a perfect example. You know, they've got a goaltender I've never heard of that's going to be exposed. You know, there are two goaltenders that played last year are unrestricted free agents, so you don't have to worry about that uh, you know your core pieces here in Calgary uh, are not going to be exposed. Uh, maybe Vegas will take a Lance Bowman. Maybe they will take a Tyler Wotherspoon. Maybe they will take a Troy Brower. Uh, I, I don't know. What do you think the Calgary Flames are going to lose in this expansion draft? 
You just named it. I, I, you know what? Well, you know, but I, maybe a water spoon, maybe Brett Kulak. Right. I mean, a, a defenseman who's shown some. Uh, I mean, you look at a young defenseman. I think that you know you can take Troy Brower in three years at four and a half. You know, I don't think that that would be uh, real prudent for uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. So you start to look. Okay, Lance Bolma. You know, he's got a year left on a contract. Does that fit? You know, where does uh, what does Brett Kulak uh, you know project out to be? But those are the the players that I would be looking at if I'm the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, fair enough. Do you see George McPhee taking players in the expansion draft and then flipping those assets? And, of course, the perfect name that comes to mind is Marc-Andre Fleury. Or would he be better off keeping Marc-Andre Fleury to be the goaltender for the Vegas Golden Knights? Yeah, you know, it's a great question. So here's what I would say. You know, a couple of things just quickly on the expansion rules. George has to take 20 contracts for the 17-18 season. And when he takes those contracts, he cannot buy them out. So, you know, like in an ideal, I shouldn't say ideal world, I mean, if he could, if he takes those 20 contracts, but he knows that he can move, let's say, eight of them, right? Well, that means he's not encumbered with those contracts. You know, he can move them along and, you know, try to get other assets for them. So, I, I mean, that's a factor that comes into the expansion as well. As for Marc-Andre Fleury, we're talking about Vegas. And, you know, Vegas, hey, listen, if, you, if you're not a good act, you don't last there very long. And I consider where Marc-Andre Fleury is at in his career, three-time Stanley Cup champion. He's a quality guy. He's got lots of, he's got lots of personality. So I think that you're the biggest gold knight. You, you get a really good goalie. You get somebody with street cred, and then you get somebody with just this really effervescent uh, personality. And, and what is everybody going to say in Pittsburgh? The, the marquee face of the NHL is Sidney Crosby. What do you think he's going to be saying about Marc-Andre Fleury to everybody in Vegas? Oh, you got one hell of a guy. You got one great person there. So I think that plays really nicely. And then, if, do you trade Mark Andre Fleury? I don't think it's about uh, you know right away. But but you know you have a marketable asset, and maybe you trade him in February. Maybe you trade him in December. Maybe you trade him next summer. You know. But the bottom line is, is you have Mark Andre Fleury for two years, and I think that that works for your goaltending position, it also works for your market. And I think those are two nice things that work really nicely together. And I, and, and for that reason, I think that Marc-Andre Fleury stays in Vegas uh, at least at least through the start of the season and, and maybe through the entire season. It's interesting I mentioned the NHL trade freeze hitting this weekend. Uh, the trade freeze is on for everybody except for George McPhee with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, what's your over-under number, uh, over number for George McPhee? How, how many side deals do you think he's going to do before the expansion draft? Well, I mean, you got to see. There's two. There's there's three. Uh, there's three acts to this. Okay. There's the act leading up to your protected list, right? Right. Then, then there's the act between everybody seeing who's exposed and who they protected, and then all the talking that goes on from the, from that point on. Like, you know, oh, well, you take this player. Oh, how about if I trade you back this player? And you know, we had a discussion about this guy. Will you get this guy, and I'll give you that. So there's all of that going on, right? And then he's going to select his team and then they become this act three okay what's he going to do with the players on his team who, who who's he going to move out of there so i think there's a there, i don't think it's just up to the uh 
to the trade freeze, I think there's a lot of different uh, uh, acts to this play. And, you know, you, you got to let the curtain drop on one before it rises on the other. A lot of different things in play, without a doubt. Uh, Craig, we're going to take a quick time out here on Sports Talk with Jock. We're going to come back. Uh, Phil Housley, the former Flame, is now the head coach of the Buffalo Sabres. We'll talk a little more about the Calgary Flames, what they have to do in preparation, not only for the amateur draft, but the expansion draft as well. This is Sports Talk with Jock. He's our NHL insider. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked on News Talk 770. Sports Talk with Jock. Weekdays from 630 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary. CHQR.